ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, November 7th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are here until the end of the Marshall basketball game tonight. We've got a doubleheader of me. I'll be doing this show until 6 o'clock, and then I'm going to be back on the air at 6 o'clock for our pregame show. Hey, it's it's a Monday. we got a pretty busy schedule here, so we're going to have some fun with you this hour. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 is going to be our text line. We will take your phone calls as well. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Basketball is coming up tonight, taking on Queens. This is the tip-off for the season. It's also going to be a historic night for Queens men's basketball as this will be the first official Division I match in program history. We'll talk more about that as Queen making the move from Division II up to the Atlantic Sun and Division I. This is not going to be an easy opponent for Marshall. This is not a gimme game. This is an actual tough opponent for the Thundering Herd. This was a team that finished last season making the Sweet 16 in Division II, and the majority of their players our back should be a fun one, a challenging one. We're going to have that game for you coming up right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we'll talk a little bit more about the basketball game later on. I'm sure you want to talk about football over the weekend. Marshall getting the victory over Old Dominion 12 to nothing. It was a defensive performance once again from the Thundering Herd, but special teams ruled the day as Marshall kicker Reese Verhoff Four or five. Had the fifth one blocked, but that's okay. All the points for the Thundering Herd. And so the freshman earns football special teams player of the week honors from the Sun Belt. Connected from 33, 26, 30, and 23. And his four field goals tied the Marshall single game measure. Uh, ranks eighth in the Sun Belt, averaging 6.56 points per game this season. So eighth, the eighth highest leading scorer in the Sun Belt is Reese Verhoff. So congratulations to him as Marshall held Old Dominion to 198 yards, four turnovers, forced four, and pitched the shutout. Now, if I if I read the note for Marshall correctly, this is the first time since 1983 that Thundering Herd has shut out an opponent on the road. It's been that long, huh? So give the defense all the credit after you give all the credit to Reese Verhoff. So congratulations to him for winning that award or being honored with the special teams player of the week. So you want to decompress from the game, we've got you. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So the good news is the Marshall football team won, and we're going to talk about that some more. We got Coach Huff's comments from earlier today, Sunbelt media availability. I had a chance to listen in a little bit on that, so we've got his comments. Uh, soccer lost yesterday. Number two seed in the Sunbelt tournament, Marshall, playing host to an opponent it just beat in JMU and the fifth-ranked and second-seeded Marshall University men's soccer team lost its first-ever Sunbelt Conference tournament game to the five-seed James Madison, 
one to nothing at Hoops Family Field. So now we wait to see what Marshall's fate will be. And I had a text earlier today asking, will the Marshall soccer team make the tournament? I believe yes is the answer. Marshall will make this soccer tournament. Will Marshall get to host a game is going to be anybody's guess. I don't know if Marshall will host. Marshall wasn't in that initial 16 teams, and losing the James Madison's not going to help your case any. Winning the Sunbelt tournament would have helped your case immensely. But since Marshall bowed out early, first round, I don't think Marshall's going to have the honor of hosting a contest. So we'll see what the committee decides overall because, after all, the soccer rankings and the committee, two different things here. Speaking of of where the herd will go in postseason play, another question from the text line, do we have to have seven games to be bowl-bound since we played two FCS teams, or do we get a waiver? Uh, there's no waiver. You don't. Get okay, you're playing two FCS teams, so you you get a waiver. No, it's you got to win seven. You have to win seven. If Marshall can win seven, it'll be fine. If Marshall can win seven, if Marshall doesn't win seven, now if there's a shortage of bowl eligible teams, then Marshall might have an opportunity. But again, the best way you take care of that business is you win the allotted amount of games you need to get into a bowl and the Thundering Herd. Could or could not. I mean, you look at the schedule. App State's the opponent coming up. It's the Marshall Memorial game, the 75 game. There'll be a lot of emotions on that night, on that game. A lot of emphasis put on that game. Now, we'll talk about the game all week. We'll preview it. We'll look ahead. But the focus should be the game itself. I always thought that there was a little undue stress and pressure put on these kids to win that game specifically. You can't lose that game. I understand the significance of the game we're talking about here and why there's a an added value put on it, but I always thought that it was maybe a little unfair to always expect Marshall to win whatever game was designated, the 75 game, the Marshall Memorial game. The fact they're playing football is a victory right there. That's all I need to know. Marshall's playing football. That's the victory for me. Because there was a time when Marshall might not have been able to play football after that plane tragedy. So not to not to devalue, which I'm not doing. I'm not devaluing anything. I think the victory is already there. Marshall's playing football, and that's enough for me. Now, winning the game against App, that's a completely different story. It's Marshall. It's App. There'll be a lot of emotions, I'm sure, because these two teams like to get after each other. Short time frame, they're rivals already. So we'll hear from both sides of this game this week as we get set for Marshall taking on App State. We'll get your opinions, of course, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on get his comments as uh, we're getting set for that. Later on this evening, it'll be basketball, Marshall taking on Queens. This is Queens University of Charleston. The game tonight will be in Curry Arena. I saw a snapshot of what Curry Arena looks like. It's 2,500-seat arena, so if they get a good crowd for that, it'll be it'll be an intimate on-you crowd. I, I hope they get a great crowd for that. That would be a great atmosphere. So going to Charlotte, North Carolina, Curry Arena, 
for Marshall and Queens University of Charlotte, or here here forevermore now out of my mouth, Queens or Queens University. So I'm looking forward to this one. This should be it should be a competitive game. This isn't a cupcake by any stretch of the imagination. This isn't one of those gimme games. Oh, hey, Marshall's playing a gimme game. No, this is going to be a tough opponent tonight. So stay tuned. Lock in. It should be fun tonight. We've got it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Okay, let's get your text in. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We're going to hear from Coach Huff, get his thoughts. I know a Monday after a win, you guys are pretty happy, right? You've had a couple of days now. I know... Talking to you, reading your comments after the victory, I know some of you weren't happy because Marshall couldn't get a touchdown. So we're here to we're here to talk it out with you. We'll get it we'll get it all straightened out. Get your thoughts, let you vent, let you let you look ahead. We'll do all of that with you. But we're gonna hear from Coach Huff when we continue. Once again, did Coach Huff win today's presser? We'll rate his performance when we continue on this edition of the drive on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. we got a full night of herd action for you. Basketball tipping off at 7 o'clock. We go on the air with our pregame at 6 here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. Marshall taking on Queens University. We'll talk more about that before we go off the air and then go back on the air with our pregame. Let's talk football, and while we do that, we'll get your text in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Thundering Herd wrapping up a shutout of Old Dominion. Yeah, looking at the stats a little bit before we get into uh, Coach Huff's comments. Cam Fancher, 136 yards on the ground. Kalen Laburn, 139 yards on the ground. Fancher was 13 of 25, two interceptions, 89 yards. Marshall in the contest had 81 plays for 387 yards. That's pretty good for my stat sheet. And Marshall held the ball 38 minutes. Five of 19 for third down conversions. Marshall's defense continues to be good on the on the third downs, holding Old Dominion to 2 of 14. Penalties, uh, we didn't talk about that on the postgame the other night. 7 of 75 for both teams each. And uh, fumbles, you know, all the fumbles at uh, Marshall's. Again, the defense. Defense is holding Marshall in all these games. If Marshall can continue to improve, hopefully, on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you got a few games left to get it done. There's still some. There's still some things that can be done. There's still an opportunity for postseason. So, yeah, with three games left, I still think that probably the best option moving forward is going to be Cam Fancher, not reinserting Henry Columbia in this. At this point, three games left, I would take my chances with with Fancher and try to develop him, further him along. Just because you transfer in doesn't mean you're guaranteed the start. Just because you transfer in and you look at Columbia's career, yeah, this will be school number three and there's a question that Coach Huff was asked about veteran quarterbacks. We'll get to that in a second, but I wanna I wanna set that up a little further. We start with Coach Huff addressing the media today, and um, once again, we've got a phenomenal opponent on the schedule for the Thundering Herd. 
Um, again, another phenomenal opponent coming in, uh, conference opponent coming in to, to the Joan this weekend um, in App State. Uh, a lot of respect for Coach Clark and what those guys do. Um, I had a chance to spend some time with him. Obviously, we played last year, so I got a chance to spend a little time with him. Um, really appreciative of you know his um, his character and what he's done, not only to help me transition into the conference, but what he does with his team. A lot of respect for those guys. Um, huge weekend for us, um, not only for the opponent, another opportunity here in November for us to, to play together as a team, but um, this game is the... Uh, memorial or honor, uh, the honoring, excuse me, of the 75 um, individuals that died in the plane crash um, this weekend. That we call it our 75 game. Um, so it'll be a lot of um, things surrounding that game and the memorial and the honoring of those um, who lost their lives, um, you know, years ago to, to allow us to be able um, to continue to play this game. So um, big weekend, really excited. Uh, looking forward to the opportunity. Coach was asked about the short history that Marshall's had recently with App State, and it's always been a competitive game. And Coach doesn't think that it's going to be anything different than what we've seen these last two games. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when, whenever you have a program, you know, like App State that has a culture of winning, you're, you're always going to have competitive matchups because regardless of the players um, that are in the program at that time, the culture is always going to produce that competitive character, can produce that competitive spirit, um, that enthusiasm that they play with, the toughness they play with. Um, so year in and year out, you know, I expect to, to, to be in battles, and that's what culture is all about. I think we have a little bit of that here at Marshall. You know, hopefully teams, you know, understand it's going to be a battle. The execution is, you know, based on the game plan and the players executing it, but the, the energy, the passion, and how you play the game – um, that, that says culture. And I think, you know, App State's got a great culture. They've won there for a long time. Um, obviously, even when Coach Clark was a player to, you know, coaching, new coaches, um, turnover, the culture has been the same. Um, so I think, again, we got to be prepared for an unbelievable battle of culture um, compared or on top of an unbelievable battle of X's and O's and execution. Coach Elf talking about the competitive culture. So it should be a competitive game. And Coach Huff talked about, he was asked about the overall quality of play from the quarterback, not Marshall quarterbacks, mind you, quarterbacks in the league. And Coach basically gave an assessment of the overall quality of the play from the quarterbacks so far we've seen in the Sun Belt. Yeah, I think obviously the, the quarterbacks who have had tenure, uh, when you look at you know the guys who've played multiple years, um, they're a lot more consistent than the than the newer guys. That doesn't mean they're better or worse, um, but you look at overall consistency. I think again, the guys that have had tenure um, in this league with their program, with their team, with their coach, with their system, um, you, you see a lot more consistency. Obviously, App's got a quarterback that has that kind of tenure, um, so you see a little bit more consistency. You see a little bit more leadership. You see a little bit more. Um, you know, consistent play and decision making. Um, obviously, there are some guys that are new that are playing well, um, but you can just tell the difference. You know, it's different when you have a guy that's been in your program multiple years um, and what he's able to do just from an experience standpoint, not necessarily experience playing, but experience in this conference, experience with the system, with the defenses that you go against, with the environments you go into. Um, and I think in this transfer portal world, you could probably lean to that same thought, you know, across the country. You know, the quarterbacks in this country 
um, that have been somewhere and have tenure uh, probably are a little more consistent. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it, but just looking at that perspective alone is probably a huge point. So Coach Huff talking about the overall quality of play from the quarterbacks in this league, and uh, he was asked about the value of the transfer portal, bringing in a transfer quarterback with a higher level of play and experience, and Coach talked a little bit about that situation. Yeah, I think, you know, experience is, is obviously the, the mother of all learning. And I think anytime you can get it or anytime you have it, um, it gives you a chance to be successful. Um, so, you know, you can kind of anticipate some of the um, ebbs and flows, you know, of a season when you have an experience and you, you've been somewhere as a quarterback and you've played and you've won games and lost games and came back to practice. And, you know, you've had two minute drives, you had four minute drives, you had situations where you had to make a decision, throw it away or check it down. Um, I think what it allows you to do, it allows you to kind of put a little bit more on that person. Um, not necessarily from a, you know, more plays, but just a more of a management of the game. Um, when you kind of explain to him what you're trying to get done with certain plays or certain formations, um, the experience level helps. Um, you know, we have that with Henry. You know, some some of the things that we're trying to do, he understands. Uh, Cam is still learning some of those things. Um, so I definitely think it helps. Coach Huff talking about the transfer portal and citing Henry Columbia, what he does bring to the team. One question that was on the mind of the media today, what does Coach Huff like about his defense? And he answered consistency. You know, as, as a coach, I, I mean, to me, it's the overall consistency. You know, we, we've been able kind of, you know, for a few weeks in a row, you know, pretty much to play really consistently. You know, obviously there are some plays we'd love to have back or there are some mistakes that we've made. But consistency over time is probably the thing that I'm most proud of. Um, it's really, really hard to go out week in and week out and play at a really high level. Um, it, it's really hard to do. Um, and that's what our defense has been able to do. I think part of it um, is the players' buy-in and the players' commitment to the process and what we're asking them to do from a preparation standpoint each week. Um, I think the coaches have a, have a huge part of it in us getting all the players to buy into the schemes and what we're trying to get done. Um, and then again, I think, you know, the the ability to be able to rotate guys on defense. You know, we've got some guys that we can rotate and we've got some guys who we can, you know, split reps with. Um, it's helping us because, um, you know, when a guy has got to take, you know, 60, 70 reps a game or 50 reps a game and you get to this point in the season, it's natural um, that you're going to have your bumps, your bruises, and, you know, guys are a little bit slower. Um, but we've been able to rotate multiple guys throughout the season at all three levels. Um, so it's helped us stay fresh. It's helped us um, kind of minimize the amount or the workload on certain guys or certain positions. Um, and I think that's helped, you know, some of our consistency. And he addressed that, having having guys you can rotate in, having people that – you're not out there 67 plays. What has that done to help him? He talked about the depth of the defense when he was questioned about it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I fixed my problem. I, I looked over there at the defense at the bowl game, and we just didn't have enough bodies. Um, you know, you can't really predict injury, but you can also you can always um, improve your depth. Um, and we just went out and between high school and the transfer portal and development. Uh, we went out and recruited and developed better defensive players. You know, there were some guys that we had 
um, in some positions that, that wasn't their position. We moved some of those guys. Some guys moved on. Uh, we brought in, you know, a heavy number of defensive additions um, because to me in this league, um, you got to be able to play really good defense to win. And I think you look at the teams that are winning consistently, um, they're playing really good defense, you know, and, and look at all of our games. I mean, every game we've been in, you know, a one or two possession game is because of our defense. Um, so to me, you know, there are things you can do on offense to kind of negate some areas where you may not have as much talent or you may not have as much depth. But on defense, if you want to win at a high level consistently, you got to have the depth, you got to have the flexibility um, because those guys are going to have to go out and play at a high level, you know, on offense. You know, for us, like on Saturday, we were able to kind of go out and make some decisions once we got down in the red zone. You know, well, we're going to take a field goal here. So we're going to, you know, run it, sit on it a little bit. Our defense is playing well. Well, you can't decide that you're going to stop the run, but not the pass on defense. You can't decide that you're going to uh, defend the pass, but not stop the run on defense. So there's some things you can do on offense to negate um, some areas that you may not have depth or experience or the explosive player that you, you thought you were going to have. On defense, you really don't have that option. Um, so we went out with a mindset of let's build a high caliber championship defense. And then from there, hopefully we can kind of be able to capitalize on some of those things. And, and you know, early in the year, we were able to do that on offense, obviously. Um, you know, everyone knows our situation is a little different. But if you have one or two more guys on offense, you know, you don't have to score 40, you know, to win the championship but you got to score more than they do. So you got to be able to hold them to less than whatever you can score. Um, and right now we've done a good job of that. We just got to be able to flip it on the other side and, and kind of help our defense out on, on the scoreboard. Coach Huff talking to the media, Marshall taking on App State. We'll get your text in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877 877- 420-8255. Paul Swan, your host, our producer, Gabriel Sellards.